0: My name's Sean. I'm a teaching pastor here at the church, and I am thankful for the new series Jose has us in. He started uh, last week talking about uh, the book of Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. He's talking about the Father's heart. And over the course of the series, we're going to get to learn more and more characteristics about what it looks like to receive God's love and understand His heart for us. He, brought out a few attributes last week. He talked about God's pursuit of us, and part of his heart as a dad is to pursue us and find us and be with us. And another attribute was his, his desire to protect us and to make sure that we're safe and in a good spot. Well, I'm super pumped to get to introduce you to our guest speaker today because he's gonna watch and help and allow you to see what it looks like to pursue and protect following God's heart in other people's lives. The Eubank family has been supported by this church for a long time at this point, 15 years plus, I would say. They've been doing ministry-free Burma Rangers for almost 30 years. It's a if you don't know them, how many of you know the Eubank family and have heard them speak here before? All right, so we got a lot of them, all right. For those of you that don't, there what they do is they go into places where there's kind of war or civil war there's just a lot going on, and they go right into the middle of that action, and they take indigenous displaced people, and they bring relief to them. They bring food and supplies and medicine and care, and it's a powerful ministry. It's amazing, and they do it together as a family. You're going to get to meet them in just a second. I'm super thankful that we get to support what they do. Free Burma Rangers, the name, because they, they started that ministry in Burma. They've gone to other countries, and you're going to to hear about that in a little bit. But when I finish, we're gonna watch a little video to show you a little more in action, and then Dave and the whole crew are gonna come up and you're gonna to get to hear from them. So we'll watch this video to get started.
1: There's no promise of justice on this world. There's no promise of a safe way out. In fact, we're all gonna die. And so the question is, how are we gonna live? A small band of volunteers... Risking their lives... To help victims that are caught on the front lines of the war on terror. We're in ISIS territory, surrounded by them. Where's my role? I want to be where I'm most needed. And I feel that's where people are being attacked when they're in trouble.
2: As a mom, I used to call my vocation fear management. I feel God's saying, As crazy as it seems, this is the path I have for you.
1: Lord, should I do something? Can I do something? I just felt go. Evil will not triumph. Thank you all. And my first time in Wimberley was 1979. I'm Dave Eubank. I went to A&M, and yeah, I can still can't read and write, but it's all right. And we came here, I think before this church was in its present form, but God's Spirit was here, and we're glad to be here. We have a lot of friends amongst y'all, and we have special guests from out of town right now, um, Josh and Amy Ryan, back there, they're waving their arms, and they're with with the San Antonio Spurs, but they work for Jesus, and... um, Anyways, I just mentioned them because they, they can't, I haven't seen them in a few years. Josh um, made, the, made the medals for us to give to people because we don't pay anybody. And many other things with our organization. But his parents, um, Mitch and Carol, started something called Jungle School of Medicine. And they've started many medical projects in Burma. Wonderful doctors and people of Jesus. And so I just saw Mitch, I just saw your dad a few months ago crossing paths. So we do nothing um, alone. We have a lot of help from God and other people like the Ryans and many others. I can do a lot of bad things all by myself, um, as, as many of you, uh, Don, Shannon and Donnie definitely know. And I, I wrote them a little text recently. Thank you for staying with me through thick and thin. The thickness of my head, you know, and the thinness of my heart. Because sometimes we just don't say and do the things Jesus wants us to say and do. But I thank God for second chances, 1,000 chances for forgiveness. And so they've been with us for a long time, and we love you all. And same for this church about forgiveness. um, I was talking with Sean this morning before church, and he said something about his son told him that, or told somebody the thing that he appreciated a lot about his dad is he knew he could admit he was wrong and say he was sorry. I thought, wow. And so as a family, every time we're together, when we've been together a little while, I always will ask, kids, did I say or do anything that disrespected you or wasn't right? And unfortunately, almost every time, because <laughs> you don't want to hear this as a parent because you really love your kids, um, they'll say something. And it's, it's very painful and humbling. But it's better to be small and have love than big and no love. Because with that love is Jesus' power that can overcome anything. So I'm grateful for my family. We do this together since they were born, and I'm Dave.
3: Hi, my name is Haley. I am a student at Texas A&M University. A A A I've been properly indoctrinated, and um, I'm studying pre-nursing. I'm class of 24. I help my dad in the mission field with medicine, a little bit of dentistry, and first aid. And we also help lead the horse and mule teams, because in Burma we have no roads in some areas, so we carry all our supplies on our backs or on our horses and mules. And we've been coming to this church for a long time, and really excited to see you all again. It feels like family, and thank you for having us. Good morning. My name is Peter Eubank. I am 17. Happy to be back with our Wimberly family. And if I go to a and be cultified also, I'll probably be class of 28 or 27, and I'm wearing a traditional outfit from Burma, and so is Haley. This is the dresses that most of the women wear, and this is like a tubular towel for men. Howdy, my name is Suzanne Eubank. I'm 20 years old. On our mission trips, I help my mom with her kids' programs and help lead the horse and mule teams. I am also going to a and right now, class of 2024, AA whoop. And I am studying animal science because I'd like to become a vet and work back overseas. And thank you so much for having me here. Good morning. My name is Jasmine. I am uh, a part of their family. <laughs> so I've been in trouble with them. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm from Thailand. I'm working in the office in Chiang Mai uh, as a part of uh, finance department and admin Administration, and I am Aka uh, Aka, so it is a uh, ethnic uh, like minority in Thailand. And
2: I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for having us here. Thank you. Also, I one of my first memories of this church is being here when I was pregnant with Saheli. So there's a lot of years and love. Uh, and we do our work knowing that we have a home to go back to. So that's a huge thing. And as a, a little nugget that I wanted to share with you, it was on a Get Good Life Club children's program on our June mission in Kareni State, Burma, when I felt I saw scripture come to life. The displaced families that we were visiting were still close in proximity to their village that was occupied by the Burma Army and their hiding site was within, within range of mortar shelling by Burma Army also. When we arrived to the children's program, we were met by a small group of kids who were waiting for us and a few adults who were anxiously listening for the sounds of fighting to begin that would interrupt our program or scanning the skies for aircraft that could see our program, or gathering, as a target for attack. Even the rangers that we were with were feeling pretty precarious about the situation. But as we got going with the program and the songs began, the children joined in singing heartily, which then fueled the Rangers to become more animated, which then engaged a few more adults who had gathered to start dancing with us, which then added more energy and humor to the Rangers and their drama, so that soon everybody was howling with laughter. And I honestly saw the love God pouring out between the villagers and our ranger team back and forth. It was just pushing back that fear that had been so oppressive. And there's that verse. I stepped back and I saw it happening. Perfect love casts out fear. As the afternoon descent uh, uh, came on and we needed to leave, I kind of felt that gravity come back down. But people walked away a little stronger. Like they were encouraged. There had been an infusion of courage and hope that Jesus is with us. His presence is with us, guiding us and leading us and comforting us. And then witnessing perfect love, casting out fear is a profound experience because even the rangers, some of whom are hearing about Jesus for the first time, said, Wow, those songs about Jesus were great. We were all afraid and then we all of a sudden were happy and everybody forgot the things that they were afraid of and we had a great time for the last five hours. Boy, I would never get tired doing this. I could sing these songs all day long and make people happy. So you just see that witness beginning in their lives. And I know in all of our lives, we have debilitating fears that really seem to paralyze us. But I felt Jesus was saying, this is a tool Use my perfect love in that situation to just uh, give you that hope, give you that courage to go on to the next step he has for you, whatever that is. So thank you again for your prayers. We never even know what we need prayer for in some situations. So we just go on that strength that God is guiding us. And thank you for your commitment for so many years.
1: Thanks. So yesterday, before we came here, I watched Suzanne's rugby team. She plays rugby for a and She was Rookie of the Year, It's pretty cool. And they won 71 to nothing. Oh. She should play for the Aggies, because we, we didn't win. But I, I played rugby for Texas a and and mostly we lost. So I thought, wow, you have a unique experience. And we're grateful that girls can be here and we can come see them. And you know, most of our time is in Burma. The last 29 years, most of that's been in Burma, which is the longest running civil war in the world, 73 years. And then in the, when, when some ceasefires developed in Burma in around 2014-15, at the same time, we were invited to go to Iraq because of ISIS. And that's where you see that video running behind the tank and all that's in Iraq. So since then, we have teams in Iraq. We have teams in Syria now. We have 120 plus teams in Burma, and we're working in the the fighting areas. And our main job is help people, mostly medical and food and other provision, and get the news out. But through all that, every chance we get, we try to ask God, how do you want me to be? What do you want me to say? And the most important thing I feel we have to share is Jesus changes our heart. He changes our heart. And he lets us have fun. We get to be ourselves. You don't have to be someone else. I like this saying, I don't know if it's John Piper, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive, because the world needs people who come alive. And so we tell people this, God and following Jesus is not about religion. It's bigger than that. It's about a relationship with a living God who loved us so much. He sent his son in human form. You could see him, hear him, touch him, even kill him. And he rose again, and he came to save us from our sins, overcome the power of Satan and demons, give us purpose in our lives, help us forgive, get forgiveness and be reconciled, be part of building his kingdom. And then when our time is done, go to heaven. That is what we share with everyone. And I, I, think, that, I think it's all true. And when you speak Jesus' name, there's power in it. And especially when people are hurting, not just in war zones where we work, but right here. I think one of the great roles the church has is to be each other, be with each other when we're suffering and, and also to share each other's joys. Someone else is happy. You kind of wish you got, had that thing. Be happy with them. It multiplies the joy. Takes some of the sting out of what you didn't get and puts things in perspective. And when they lose, I remember when we come back to the States, we usually... In Burma, most, and we were in Burma, and then a lot of time, for seven years, we spent most of our time in Iraq and Syria because the fighting was so intense. We lost team, we've lost almost 50 of our, our team so far. We lost 13 this past year, which is a lot for us. And we were a lot in Syria and Iraq, and then things kind of not quieted a little bit. ISIS was defeated territorially, they're still around. So we're back in Burma. But in between, we come to America. And we, we come now more than we used to because the girls are in college. And our girls like, they play polo on the AM Polo team, and they, they like to rodeo. So we land in the States, we speak at churches, surf, speak at churches, climb, speak at churches, rodeo. I'm horrible at everything, but I like it all. And we arrive in Cody, and the, the girls have all won there. So has Pete. Pete was a bull rider, now he ropes. They all won money. Which is amazing. And it's impossible except for generous Americans go, here's my money horse. Because you can't win, no matter how good you are, without the horse. And who's going to give you a money horse? Only that I met Jesus people. That's not my horse, that's God's horse. Take it. Really? But the last night of the Cody Rodeo, this was this year, before they came down and started AM again, my kids all lost. Pete missed the rope. The girls didn't win their barrels. And their circle of about 15 Wyoming super cowgirl, cowboy friends who have been in the NFR, all this, they lost too. Everybody lost that night. It was the last night. And that's a bad feeling to lose, right? Especially in front of mom and dad and all your friends, and you've been doing so well all week. But they all lost. And they were in a circle. And their horses are behind them, and they're talking softly. And I I felt the love and humility. Because when you lose, you've been humbled. You're not that great. But I, I felt in this humility the love they had for each other. That was more precious than winning. I never I thought, you know, mostly in rodeo, you lose. I don't know who here rodeos. Mostly you lose. In life, a lot of times we lose. In the end, we're all gonna lose someone we love. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But them sticking together and saying, we're gonna try again next week, we're gonna love each other, we're not gonna blame each other. If you were the header, I was the healer, who made a mistake, it's over. We're in this together. That's precious, and I think that's the power of this church. That's the power of all churches. That's how God's kingdom is on earth as it is in heaven. And thank you for helping us. And I want to show a video of something y'all helped us with in Syria, and it speaks for itself. Syria, Raqqa, Syria was the capital of ISIS, and they finally were defeated, and we were asked to build a church there, and y'all helped us do it. That is still here.
2: ISIS have uh, <laughs> defeated by the Syrian Democratic Forces, and these cities have been uh, controlled since four months by these forces.
1: It's 4 February 2018 in Raqqa and this is the remains of one of the churches in raqqa and our prayer is that it will rise again thanks for praying
3: I felt like I wanted to bring God back into the church that these Christians made here in Raqqa, and bring him back so he can restore what he has originally built.
1: This is for February 2020, we're in Raqqa, this is the remains of the church that was destroyed by ISIS. And with God's help and a bunch of wonderful people we are rebuilding it. You can see the destruction around here and you can see the new building going up. And so we pray this gets done in Jesus' name, amen. People like the Eubank family here and their supporters are rebuilding this church
2: literally from the ground up. ISIS destroyed it, we will not stand
1: for evil to overtake us in any part of the world is what this is all about. Oh, this a big place! Thank you. La, 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 la. Thank you. Uh, th- thank life? you
4: everyone who, who they support uh, supported the uh, uh, the buildings of uh, the, the church from, from the beginning. Again, uh, it's a great gift for us again to, to feel hope in Raqqa. Raqqa was the, ca- the the capital of the of ISIS in Syria and uh, Iraq. Today, we are having a new church here. We're having a new faith by the support of the FBR and all the the good, good people, let's say. I'm speechless. I'm so happy I'm crying.
1: We thank God and thank you, the Raqqa Civil Council, the SDF, the Armenian believers, The Arabs, the Kurds, the Christians, everyone who came together, William, who introduced us to this, Bashir, all the donors, thank you so much. We praise God for the dedication of the Armenian Apostolic Church here in Raqqa on 10 November 2021. God bless you all. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you all. Thanks for being part of that. It's pretty amazing. And the people that built that were Arabs. Muslim Arabs built that. They said, because the Christians sheltered us, we want them to have a place. So if you want to know more about Freedom Rangers, there's a, right in the back, as you go out of the church, there's our annual report, which tells you about Iraq, Syria. We got involved in Afghanistan with that collapsed last year, and there's Day of Prayers and information. There's also a documentary movie called Free Burma Rangers, and I wrote a book. It's, it's not really a good book, but it's all true. <laughs> and um, Hosey edited it, so at least it's correct. <laughs> and it's called Do This for Love, Free Burma Rangers and the Battle of Mosul, and you can get it on Amazon as well. So that's just some background. I'm going to show another video here. It's just kind of our report back to y'all. And this one is, takes place in Burma. And it wasn't, this other video is made by one of our volunteers. This next one is not one of our volunteers. Actually, one of Mitch's volunteers made it. And it was a tribute to some of our people that died. Because of where we're working, our job is not to fight anybody. We're not pacifists. We have, I fought ISIS face to face, two yards away from each other, but that's not our job. Our job is sharing about Jesus and helping people with their physical needs as well. Um, but because we're in the direct combat areas, we do lose people. So, this last year has been the, the worst year for losing 13, and this is attributed to just five of them. But this young, but the young, one of the young ladies you'll see in the video, she's gonna get killed when the Burma Army strafes a church and blows up a church. She goes to help the people. And then the Burma army fires heavy mortars, and and she's killed. Her name is Elizabeth. This was done as a tribute to her. But it'll give you a picture of what's going on right now in Burma, the worst fighting since World War II. But there's also a new unity in Burma that cuts between not just the ethnic minorities, but also the Burmans themselves. And for the first time, our organization is full of Burmans. And these are top surgeons, pediatricians, artists, rock and rollers, beauty queens, makeup people, everybody saying, we're done with this government. We're done with this government. And we have to change it. So we have an opportunity to share about Jesus because, again, democracy without love is two wolves and a sheep voting on one's for dinner. Without love, what are you going to have when you overthrow this regime? Democracy won't solve your problems. And love breaks, in my experience, without Jesus in the middle. Because at some point, we get hurt enough where We're done. And I just thank God that when I say, Jesus, help me, he shows me the difference between justice and revenge. And the difference is love. We are called to justice at all costs. But revenge, we can't handle it. We're commanded not to handle it because we can't. Because this is about hate. And it's, it's too much for us. So when you've been hurt, for me, Jesus, please um, help me love that person. Help me forgive that person. When I've hurt someone, Lord, help. I try to say I'm sorry to them. Please let them forgive me. But I know you forgive me. And if if you watch the movie or read the book, there's a scene in there where this little kid is killed. ISIS killed him. And I was out for justice. But when I opened the Bible, it said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord I will repay. And I suddenly realized what I called justice was revenge because I didn't care less about ISIS. They were not people anymore. And I said, Jesus, please forgive me of my revenge and help me. And he just took it away from me like surgery. Bang. That's his power. And so as you watch this um, last video afterwards, my daughter will come up and sing a song. It'll give you a picture of people. You'll see that in the eyes of these young people, these, these are ethnic resistance. Now they're fighters. Before they were butcher, baker, candlestick maker. They didn't want to be in the army. But now they're trying to get their villages back from the Burma Army. You'll see the fear in their eyes, but the resolve to do it anyway. And we love them. And then you'll see some of our team. There's some blood in it, but whenever people ask me, well, is it too bloody for my kids? Uh, What I always tell my kids, of course, I don't think it is, but is if you see someone in trouble, homeless person, a car accident, someone being sick, it's kind of gross, kind of, ah, first thing is think and pray. Jesus, what do I do? Second is think, what if that was my mom? What if that was my dad? What if that was my brother? Would I just go like this? No, I'd go to help them no matter what was happening. So that's what helps us look at any problem we see is that I don't want to be involved with it. And it helps me with personnel issues, which I've only learning how to be better at barely slowly by God's grace and the people's grace is always ask, what's the best for that person? Not what's the best for my organization? What's the best for that person? That's an awesome way to start. And then Jesus helps us. So here's this video.
4: I hung my head for
3: Thank you all for letting me share a little bit. I wrote this song for my friend, Rito. He was one of the guys up there, the guy that was hit. I um, was at his first training with him. I I took his first photograph for his team, taught him how to swim. And it, I miss him a lot. And I wrote this song after he was killed as a way for me to express how I felt, as well as to remember him. And so all the lyrics in the song are things that he either said to me, things that we did together, memories we shared, and the last bit of the song is talking about my last memory with him, when we were both on a mission in Burma, is that we decided to take this raft up the river, so we strung some bamboo together, and we're about to go adventure up the river, then these five, six kids um, from a different village followed us all the way up there, they couldn't swim. So like they're trying to follow us and they're like drowning. So he's picking them up and like putting them on the bamboo raft so they won't get lost on the river and their parents won't come find us. Um, But I remember that time so well because those kids were from an ethnic group called the Karen people and he was Kareni. So they didn't speak the same language at all. They didn't know each other. They weren't from the same place, but he took care of them so well, like they were his family, like they were his brothers and his sisters and his friends. And so that love permeated across everything and I'll always remember that. And um, something I didn't share in the first service, I think people often ask about our family, what, is, what, what story would you like to share or what would you like to share about your family? And I just wanna say how much I love mine is because even though we lose a lot of people that we consider family, it brings us closer together. And I'm super thankful. Even I, I don't say this very often, but every time I, I watch my dad speak, it just almost makes me cry because you don't know how well you have. And so a good reminder is always to love big what you can and enjoy life. And so I don't know why I'm telling you all that, but it was on my heart. And so thank you for letting me share this song. And I hope it
4: blesses y'all. It was early Wednesday said it had been sudden
0: Don't think that the irony of a crying psychologist having to host these amazing warrior family isn't lost on me. I get it. I get it, right? Um, 1 John 3.16 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters going to ask the Eubank family to come back up so that we can pray over them as a church. But as I read those words, I want you to understand that this family is living out that scripture. And you can live that scripture out as well. There is somebody in your life that you need to share suffering with and you need to walk toward. There's somebody in your life that's rejoicing and celebrating and you need to be willing to go celebrate with them. There's somebody in your life that you need to ask forgiveness for something that you have done. And there's somebody in your life you need to forgive. We need to all be willing to live that verse out just like they are. I thank you that as a church, you support them in their ministry, in their work. They are the real deal. They are incredibly authentic. And they are just trying to do their best to represent God as his ambassador. So we're, we're, we're coming. Missing. You got it. One. We, lost, we, missed, we lost one. We lost the, we lost the rugby player.
3: Oh, she's running. Be careful, Willie.
0: (laughs) She's tougher than you. All right, so you know as a church that uh, if you feel comfortable, just stretch your hand out. We're going to pray over them and the ministry and the work that they are doing, so let's pray. I do thank you, Lord, for the Eubank Family Free Burma Rangers, the work they're doing in all these different parts of the world where it is dangerous and scary, I believe in their cause, and I believe in them because you are in them. You have infused them with energy and power and courage, and they are running in toward with relief and help and love and hope in Jesus. So continue to protect them, Lord. I pray safety over everything else. Continue to keep them safe so their ministry can continue. I pray Lord, for open doors. They've got a country they need to get to in the next few weeks. I pray that those doors would miraculously open. Lord, I pray for Karen and Dave's marriage. I pray that it would remain strong. I thank you for the girls and their work at Texas A&M and their ministry that they do everywhere they are just by their presence and their joy. I thank you for Peter And the adventures you have ahead of him, I pray for safety for him. And I thank you for Jasmine and her willingness to come to America and see and explore and experience new things. Lord, thank you for examples in our lives as a church, Lord. We just ask that we would be faithful with what you've entrusted to us. We would be bold. We would be brave. We would be courageous. We would run toward those around us who need us and do so in your name.